But first, Julian Assange's legal team has announced its final appeal in a bid to prevent his extradition from the UK to the US on charges of espionage. His legal team and broader support network have grave fears about the consequences to his health if he ends up in a US prison. Many are also waiting to see what kind of precedent this case... Many are also waiting to see what kind of precedent this case sets for laws surrounding freedom of the press. Georgia Hayway asked Holly Cullen, adjunct professor of law at the University of Western Australia, just what are the charges facing Assange and how it might play out? He's been charged by the US with 17 counts of computer misuse and espionage. The maximum sentence for all of those charges put together would be 175 years, so effectively a life sentence. So it's a very serious charge and very serious consequences. So that's the main reason why he's trying to avoid this extradition. The argument his legal team is making is that he should not have been charged with these offenses because he's not He's not the leaker himself. He is simply a publisher and therefore is exercising his rights to freedom of expression, rights that are protected both in UK and US law. And the US government, of course, claims the documents risked its national security. Is this the main argument for bringing him to the US? Certainly they say that these charges are based on the impact of the leak. That is disputed by Assange's legal team. It is also disputed by other journalists, including journalists that worked with WikiLeaks back in the 2010s. And Assange's main legal arguments in this case that's coming up is that his, well, perhaps one of them, is that the classified documents were exercises of his right to freedom of expression under the European Convention on Human Rights. How does this legal argument stand up in terms of preventing his extradition? I think that's probably going to be a one of the harder arguments for him to win on because the European Court of Human Rights, which is the main international body that enforces the convention, has never um, prevented an extradition on that basis. They've usually prevented it either because the person risked being subjected to the death penalty or because they're... Uh, they would be at risk of torture or other inhumane and cruel uh, treatment or punishment, or that they couldn't get a fair trial because there would be evidence based on torture. So the practice of the European court is to set a very high bar to say no to an extradition, particularly to a country that is democratic and has a strong rule of law. So I think that is based on previous case law his weakest argument. I think the stronger arguments are the uh, arguments around the treatment he is likely to receive uh, as somebody charged with espionage in the U.S., that he would be sent to a supermax security prison and uh, possibly subject to special administrative measures. The U.S. government has given diplomatic assurances to the United Kingdom that it would not exercise some of these measures that it would consider allowing Assange to serve any sentence that's imposed in Australia rather than in the US. But there's a lot of dispute about the value of those assurances. Recently, the United Nations Special Rapporteur on Torture, Dr. Alice Edwards, has said that 
these assurances do not remove the risk of torture or equivalent treatment. Do you think the argument of whether or not Julian Assange is a journalist important to this kind of rhetoric and, and public debate about this issue, or in fact the legal aspects of this case in terms of freedom of press? There are two levels. On, on the one hand, there's a strong argument that his lawyers are making that this kind that that this charge was not foreseeable because in the past although the US has and the UK for that matter have charged people who have leaked national security information they have never charged a publisher of that somebody who did not act directly access the information but just published it after a leak or gave it to them so on that level the status of him and WikiLeaks as practitioners of journalism and as publishers is significant. However, you know, it's worth remembering that the European Convention says that everyone has the right to freedom of expression. There is no precondition that you have to establish that you're a journalist. So in that context, it's not legally important that he's a journalist. But it is politically important for the context in terms of saying that this is a very important issue of freedom of expression. And particularly the concern that a lot of people have that this is a bad precedent, that it would enable the U.S. and other governments to pursue journalists merely for publishing material in a way that they have not done so in the past. Georgia Hayway there with Holly Cullen, adjunct professor of law at the University of Western Australia.